0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three and One who comes so that we might confirm seeing Him, and that He might confirm His work in us. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today we have our first confirmation. Next week we're going to have another confirmation. And so this is becoming kind of a big confirmation season, which is a fantastic thing. And yet, at the same time, a lot of us, since confirmations don't happen all of the time, a lot of us are kind of like, well, what is confirmation? And that's a valid point. That's a valid question, because some of you in this room have been confirmed. You know what that's like. You, you've been through it. Maybe you, you have been through it a very, 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 very long time ago. Maybe the color of your catechism was a different color than the color of my catechism, and you still are kind of snooty about that. Um, the catechism I grew up on was blue. Blue. Um, it was a, uh, a, a NIV translation. The catechism that I use now is this sort of. Uh, it's called Sangria. Um, it really is. That's what the color is called, um, and it uses the the English standard version. Uh, but yet, um, this. Catechism is is the thing that um, is sort of the handbook for what it means to be confirmed. This is what we use in in Confirmation, and um, this is what um, we, we talk about, this is what we try to understand. This is a basic sort of primer to what it means to be a Christian, and on top of that what it means to be a Lutheran. And so, um, when we have questions about basically what's going on in Christianity, we first go to this book to see if we can find it, if we can't find it anyplace else in the Bible real clearly, because that, of course, is the only place that we go definitively for that information. But this helps to explain it. And so, then we look, and we try to, and if we look in here and we say, okay, what is confirmation? Confirmation, according to the explanation to Luther's small catechism, question number 306, the last one, says... Confirmation is a public rite of the church preceded by a period of instruction designed to help baptized Christians identify with the life and mission of the Christian community. And so, that is what confirmation is. It's a rite preceded by a period of instruction that is designed to help baptize Christians, people that have already been baptized, to identify with the life and the mission of what it means to be in Christian community, especially with us here at University Lutheran. And so when Michelle comes up a little bit later after the sermon here, that's what's going to be happening. We've spent time together talking through the stuff in this book, That was the period of instruction that we had. And uh, one of the things that uh, oftentimes it looks like, and in actuality really is, when she comes up here, it looks like she is confirming what we've talked about. And in fact, I even asked the question... Do you feel like you want to be confirmed? Because if you feel like you don't believe this, then you have no business being confirmed. It's uh, nothing against you, but if you don't believe it, well, that's how it is. And she said, yeah, I, I think so. But there's something else going on here. Historically, it was less about someone coming up and saying that I confirm that I believe that these things are true, I believe that this is a fairly decent guidebook to what it means to be a Christian, historically, it meant that you would come forward and that the bishop would actually confirm your baptism. So, if you read between the lines there, the bishop is actually saying, Okay, the baptism took... (laughs) It looks like everything's okay. We baptized them. They did not become a Christmas and Easter Christian. Um, instead, they 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 actually started working a lot of this stuff out in their lives. Um, and this this took, and that is what it meant to be confirmed. There was this period of time between your baptism and confirmation that was called... This is kind of a cool word. I'm sad that we lost it. Uh, called mystagogy. Yeah. Where you're thinking about the mysteries of what it means to be a Christian. And this, this time period of, of having that instruction and wrestling with those things and saying, oh, Well, I, I, I do believe this stuff and I'm beginning to see some of those mysteries that work in my life and in some ways I'm not even sure how they all work out but I recognize that, that they're, they're there and at that point then you would come up and you would, you would be able to give witness to that and, and that witness would be the thing that would tell the bishop to say okie dokie it looks like this one has the Holy Spirit Because that's where it comes from in Scripture. In Scripture, uh, you have this this book of Acts where uh, the Holy Spirit never seems to act the same way more than three times. The Holy Spirit comes, and sometimes people get baptized and they receive the Holy Spirit, bingo, bingo, right away. At other times, it seems like they receive the Holy Spirit actually before baptism comes, because the Holy Spirit is, well, he's just a crazy person of God like that. He's like, well, I'm I'm going to go ahead and do this. And so the thief on the cross right next to Jesus, Holy Spirit is right there saying, you're going to believe that this guy is the Son of God. You have no earthly way of knowing that, but I'm going to move in your heart. And you're not going to need to be baptized because that's going to be really difficult if you are tacked to a cross. But Jesus is going to turn and he's going to say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And then later on, it seems like some people get baptized, and there's like a waiting period. And, and so it's like two weeks go by, and Peter shows up, and he's like, Hey, you guys got baptized, right? And they're like, Yeah, we got baptized. Have you, have you received the Holy Spirit? What are you talking about? And Peter goes, Whoa, no Holy Spirit. Okay, well, um, let's lay hands on you, and let's confirm the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And that's where this practice, where this rite of confirmation comes from. And so the question then for this morning in a lot of ways is, how are we going to know that we're actually doing the right thing by letting Michelle come up here? How how am I going to know that as the bishop of this place, theologically speaking, that that's what I am, a bishop amongst a bunch of priests how am i going to know that i can say okay i can i confirm that michelle has the holy spirit because Michelle is able to confirm, she's able to confirm, yes, we went through this, yes, it was tedious at times, yes, I know everything that is in here, we've had a a chance to talk about it, and yes, I can confirm that this is truly Christianity. But how am I able to confirm that in her? Well, thankfully, Jesus tells us, And he tells us in this gospel lesson, and in this gospel lesson there's about three different things that Jesus points to that say that we can look for as an evidence of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Because not all of us are going to have the Holy Spirit show up over our heads like a dove. Not all of us are going to have the Holy Spirit show up as tongues of fire. Not all of us are going to hear the Holy Spirit come in in a rush of wind like those first apostles did. Not all of us are going to speak in tongues. Not all of us are going to prophesy. Not all of us are going to dream dreams. But there's going to be some stuff that we can point to, that we can say, I can confirm, I can confirm that the Holy Spirit is at work in this person's life. And those three things that show up in the Gospel reading for today, those three things are the Word, loving it, and learning it, having peace, and doing stuff. So. and doing stuff because we once again get to eavesdrop into one of Jesus' prayers to the Father here and um, it's in a discussion with his disciples and he's telling them about what's going on and he's telling them about what he's been praying to the Father about and what he says in here first of all is he says Jesus answered him if anyone loves me he will keep my word and my Father will love him And we will come and we will make our home with Him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And so the first thing that we can look for in our lives to see the Holy Spirit working is a love for the Word. A love to hear the Father's Word. A love to hear the Holy Spirit whispering into your ear. A love hearing those words of Jesus spoken to us and knowing that they're spoken directly to you. That those words are being put into your life. And so that's one of the things that we can look for. And then in a little bit, he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And that's a lot of the reason that we go through all of this confirmation stuff, all of this catechesis stuff, if you want to use another big word, is so that you can have peace. One of the big things that we talk about in Confirmation is that Lutheran theology, in a lot of ways, is about assurance. And what we can say for sure, and there's some stuff that we can't say for sure. And to that stuff we say, that gets the Lutheran shrug. It's usually stuff that there's no earthly way that we can know. When does the body and blood become body and blood in the sacrament? you found that in scripture, please tell me. Because we've been waiting like 500 years. We don't know. We just know that Jesus, when he says that it's there, we know that it's there. And so, to the question of how we go shrug, to the question of is it there, we go absolutely. Jesus said it is. And so, there's that sense of peace that comes along with that assurance, that sense that I know what's going on here. And that's why we learn about these things. In order to get that sense of peace, the Holy Spirit gives us that peace that Christ won for us on the cross. To know that everything's okay. To know that we can take a few risks here and there. Because Christ has us in His hand. And then lastly, a little bit farther down, it says that Jesus is is kind of wrapping all of this up, and he says, Rise, let us go from here. Which I think is actually the third thing that we look for as far as a diagnostic of if the Holy Spirit is working in your life. If you are finally getting to the point where you're like, hey, I want to do something about this. I'm done just learning. I'm done just listening. I've, I've got plenty of peace. And once you get filled up so far with peace, you're ready to go and do something. And that, those three things, those can be a diagnosis for us. And all of us probably wrestle with different ones at different times to be completely transparent with you right now as I was thinking about this right now in my life what I'm wrestling with is that sense of peace that sense of what is God really calling me to do where where do I really find that sense of peace and that's where I'm, I'm wrestling right now it doesn't mean that I've lost faith but it means that I need a little bit more clarity I need to pray a little bit more I need to study a little bit more I have the peace of knowing that He has forgiven me. I have the peace of knowing what His plans are for me in a general way. But I'm asking Him for some peace on a more individual level. And we're working that out together. And so all of us can take a look at these things and maybe it's not peace for you. Maybe it's that you need to learn to love the Word a little bit more. Maybe it's that you need to finally just say, Rise! Let us go! Maybe you're on the couch of spiritual life and you just need to get up and go. Or maybe it is peace. Whatever it is, we have this Holy Spirit who comes into our life and gives us this great answer to whatever it is that we're wrestling with and He shows us that He's working in our lives because He points us back to Christ. That's what Jesus says. The Holy Spirit will come and He will teach you things and He will cause you to remember Jesus. And so if I'm in the midst of seeking peace amongst all of the sins in my life, I know that the Holy Spirit is working in my life when I see Him turning my heart back to Christ for my peace instead of turning it towards myself. When I'm not doing anything, that the Holy Spirit is turning me back to Christ and showing me what He has done for me so that I don't need to do anything. And when... I'm not listening to his word. He points me back to the one who spoke those words. There's many other ways to see the Holy Spirit at work in your life. Those are just the three that showed up in this gospel reading. But it's maybe worthwhile to think on those things. Peace. To think about the Word. To think about rising up and doing something. And to use those as diagnostics. And to use them as something that the Holy Spirit then can use to lead you back to remembering Christ. And the free gift of salvation and love and grace that He's given to all of us. And that now is confirmed in my life, in your life, and in Michelle's life. That said, Michelle, will you come up?